my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, so look, we're going to be in Brooklyn August 28th. I'm I'm so excited about this, man. Check us out. The first Black Effect Podcast Festival is happening Sunday, August 28th in Brooklyn. Tickets available. BlackEffect.com forward slash podcast festival. Live podcast from your favorite shows. Black Tech Green Money is going to be there for sure. And I'm super excited about this because it's the first time I've ever been able to do a live podcast. So come check your boy out. 85 South Show's gonna be there. All the smoke's gonna be there. Get your tickets today. BlackEffect.com forward slash podcast festival. I'm Will Lucas. This is Black Tech Green Money. I'm gonna introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. Feel black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag? This podcast is for you.
Bond is an investor, founder, and entrepreneur who serves as partner at Courtside VC, which focuses on sports, gaming, and fitness verticals. I asked Kai about the differences between sports of yesteryear and the sports of today, and why the sports of today is ripe for innovation in ways it's never been before, and how that opportunity creates a lane for people like me and you to capitalize. Sports used to be a game, and now it's culture. Um, when you look at you know, what's going on with cap, what you see in the English Premier League, um, where players are taking a knee before every game. Um, when you think about the power of sports in society, it's one of the things that can bring us together. It's one of the things that divides us. Sports and sports figures, athletes, you see it today in social media, their influence is outsized. And, you know, the shut up and dribble, you know, conversation that, ha that happened, you know, we're talking about individuals who are transforming society at a faster pace, I would argue, than politicians are, because they're at the forefront of the discussion every day. And so when we think about sports and investing in sports, a lot of people put us in a bubble of sports technology and fitness and what goes on. But I think you cannot invest in sports and be blind to the fact that we are talking about cultural movements that are happening within this space. Um, and that's been true for years, right? Um, ever since the raised fist at the Berlin Olympics, when Hitler refused to shake hands, like these literally on a podium, right? You know, this is, this is where we are as a society. And with the amplification of the voices through social media, um, you know, you're seeing sports really playing a huge part of culture, not only in the U.S., but globally. You know, I, I remember talking to um, Delane Parnell, who, you know, is one of the biggest um, esports gaming companies around right now, uh, growing really fast yeah. um, from Play Versus. And I remember him saying that historically, for a kid to get a varsity letter, they had to be fit, they had to run fast, they had to hit hard. And now you can be a great gamer and win a state trophy uh, because of companies like Play Versus. Um, and I, maybe it was Mark Andreessen who said this next thing, but he said something about like how when the user interfaces become very mature, that's when they get mass, that's when technology gets mass adoption. When, you, when user interfaces are difficult, people don't grasp onto it. But when the user interface is fluent, um, more people can use it because it's easier to use. Um, I'm still not sure, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm still not sure we've seen um, mass adoption with regards to gaming yet as an industry. And I could be wrong, um, but what will it, and here's the position I come from, is what will it take to get more parents to see past the idea that little Billy isn't just playing games, but he is playing games, but there's a larger opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... The most powerful thing that Mark Andreessen ever said in my perspective is software is eating the world, right? And I think today, I would argue that gaming is eating the world, right? He just took the board seat of Axie Infinity. Um, Axie Infinity is a game where you can play to earn real money in the game. Um, they're creating a massive economy. This economy will be larger than some countries. Some people are quitting their jobs just to play this game all day, right? And so I think the way that we view gaming is transformative in terms of, and I wrote a long blog post about this, but the next big social network, the next big Facebook, 
that we think of today in TikTok is going to be in a game. Like, like I would argue that that's already happening, right? Fortnite, Roblox. Um, kids growing up today are their first social experience is in Roblox. Yeah, right. That's how they're meeting people. Yeah. This is their social network. It's this their LinkedIn. I, I tweeted that it was Roblox is their LinkedIn. Yeah, that's that's where you go, right? And so when I think about generational change, right? So I'm 42. When I, you know, my parents' idea of playing games was going to an arcade, right? Yeah. It was like, this is what you do wow. on a Friday night at nine o'clock and you Pizza. go and meet somebody yeah. and you play arcade game. Yeah. And, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese era, right? Coming up, like, this is a family entertainment experience. You go to do it. <clears throat> if you just look at the, our generation, I, I was part of the console generation, right? So, Likewise. Super Nintendo, and yes, you know, and then you got the port, you know, your Game Boys, right? Um, and today I would argue that everybody is carrying a console in their pocket, right? In mobile yeah. gaming now, globally, $75 billion a year industry, right? Gaming is $160 billion a year industry annually. So you can take the box office, music sales, and television. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because 
It was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Without the streaming services, and it doesn't add up to that, that total TAM. And the, 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 the misconception is, you know, you can ask somebody... You know, particularly you, you ask a middle-aged man or woman, are you a gamer? And they say no. Say, well, do you play games on your phone? Yes. What do you play? I play Golf Clash. I play Words with Friends. I only play a little bit, you know, during lunch and then after work or on the commute home. And I'm like, you play 30 minutes of games a day, but you don't consider yourself a gamer, right? So, you know, you're seeing the acceptance of my generation that grew up with consoles now saying, well, gaming's not actually bad. Like it didn't lead to the detrimental things that people thought it would, right? You know, the early days of GTA, the early days of first person shooters. It's, it's just not, the, the stigma associated with it is still there, but the industry is massive. And I think that we've seen a generational change of people who grew up playing games in a home. And now we're starting to see people play games anywhere, right? And that's why you see the growth in mobile. Mobile will surpass the total revenue generated in gaming than console and PC combined next year. Um, and that, you know, we have an investment in India, very little console penetration. Everybody's playing mobile games. India is by far the world's largest gaming market with the exception of China. And if you look at the numbers and the sheer amount, and, and it will surpass China given the recent regulatory changes that have gone in limiting the amount of time kids can play games. So, you know, I think we're in a moment in time where we talk about the metaverse, we talk about the Pokemon Go's, you talk about Roblox, you talk about Fortnite, that this is the way people are gonna socialize. And this is a game, we were a digital native generation, this is a game native generation. Interesting, so particular to like the things we talk, you talked about with like Roblox and Fortnite, you know, I have little kids and for them, you know, they 
think nothing about spending real dollars to have dollars in the game, right? And I, I wonder what your perspective is on how they will grow up you know, being, let's say, sub 12, sub 12 years old. And I don't know if you have yep. kids or not, but like you, you study this. So how how will they grow up in a world? How will their their thinking be structured around value? So is me having a whole 12 foot wall, 10 foot high, full of sneakers and boxes of, you know, old Jordans, they will have a virtual world of, you know, digital tchotchkes like you know gems that they yeah. got in 2020 yeah. <laughs> you know it's like how yeah. how will they think about these things yeah it's a great question and so we're investors in StockX out of fun one right and if you're a sneakerhead you've got kicks you've been on goat you've been on StockX, you don't see your sneakers as a utility right you see them as a luxury item um, and, and what we saw in, in this last 10 years of innovation in the internet space, particularly around a gig economy and ownership, like the fact that you would say, yeah, I'm just going to put my crib on Airbnb. Like people were crazy when P Airbnb came out. People were like, are you insane? You're going to stay at a stranger's house? You're going to let somebody stay in your crib? Like, nah, that's not possible. That's not going to happen. Right. And now it's like, I'd rather stay at an Airbnb than a hotel. Right. And so the idea of ownership is changing rapidly in our society. And again, I go back, it's generational change. What was cool for my parents' generation was a Ford Mustang, a muscle car. Like that was who you were, that represented a piece of your identity. This generation grew up and was like, who cares about a car? I can take an Uber anywhere. It's gonna cost me less. I don't have to worry about maintenance and parking and alternate side. I'll just take Ubers everywhere and it's gonna cost me less on a monthly basis. So, <clears throat> This leads us to a game native generation. So Fortnite generates $2.1, $2.3 billion a year selling skins. That's it. That's their business model. Why? Because if you buy an NFL jersey or you buy a Marvel character jersey to skin your character in the game, that's the representation to your peer group. No different than owning that Mustang or having a pair of Yeezys or having a skin in Fortnite. So when people talk about, oh, I don't believe in NFTs, this stuff is fleeting. I'm like, you're not in touch with reality. You don't understand how you view digital assets. You might have dope artwork on your wall. Well, guess what? I got an NFT in my virtual world. It's no different. It's the exact same thing. It represents who you are. It's part of your identity. And so, you know, we're very bullish on the NFT space. And I think even more so digital has this unique opportunity that we're going to see emerge in fractional ownership. So in the same way we had a gig economy, the same way you treated an asset and you were willing to sell it or lease it, digital opens up completely new opportunities. And so when you talk about NFTs, oh, I created an original piece of art as an artist. I'm not, but I say I did. And I sell that. And now it gets resold for 10x because there's a smart contract associated with it. I get a portion of that use that that secondary transaction or the, the third flip of that item as it goes up over time. So it unlocks additional value the same way StockX unlocks value, which is you can buy a pair of kicks, hold them, flip them, and you're going to get the proceeds. Now the artist, the creator, whoever it is, can actually you know accrue that value. And I think that that's going to be something lasting in the ecosystem that really changes the way, you know, art 
and assets are monetized over time. And so we're very bullish on you know, digital art, you know, what NFTs mean, digital ownership over time, because again, it is just an item you own that represents your identity. Just because it's in a virtual world, it doesn't mean it's any less or more so than the artwork or the kicks that you wear. When you, you specifically, Kai, are looking to invest in gaming, is, is it game developers you're particularly looking for? Is it esports platforms? Is it leagues that you're interested in? Like, what's interesting to you that's happening in the space? Yeah, we have a very um, diversified approach to gaming because I think you know people tend to lump gaming into here's a studio creating a game, right? And we do that. We 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 certainly invested in. Um, you know, a handful of studios. Um, we love the idea that, you know, to me, gaming is, is not that different than somebody who's creating an album or a movie, right? You're creating a new piece of work. You're putting your heart and soul in it and you hope somebody loves it, right? And, and it's a creative endeavor. And so, you know, from our perspective, that's where most of the money in the ecosystem flows today. So we'll continue to make investments in that space. Um, we tend to put the second bucket as, what are we investing in terms of uh, social and community? Esports is part of that, right? When you look at uh, one of our early investments, we were early investors in 100 Thieves. Um, they're an esports team, but they're really a lifestyle brand, right? You, you, you see they're making money not only from competing, but they're making money from merch, right? From content. Um, it's an entertainment in, in a brand business. Um, and so, you know, we'll invest in esports. We invest in a lot of real money gaming. So, you know, there's a lot of regulatory change going on in the ecosystem across the U.S. to allow legalized gambling. Um, you know, we play at that. It's the intersection of sports and gaming, right? It's what keeps people engaged in the game where you might be watching a three and a half hour game. There's actually 30 minutes of action. What are you doing during that time? So we think, you know, um, prop bets and, and, you know, in-game wagering and real-time social around sports is a fascinating area. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 
You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Um, and then we invest in infrastructure. So what are the core tech and tools needed in a new generation of gaming? You know, gaming gets big and you see outsized returns on investments at the intersection of a new form of distribution and a new form of monetization. You see going from a $60 console game, going to free-to-play Facebook games where you're making microtransactions, to mobile distribution with in-app purchases. And now that we're in a cloud computing era and we're moving into this you know, monetization framework of play to earn and crypto as part of the currency of the games, this is the moment in time where you'll see really outsized returns for investments in gaming. And so we're looking at all aspects of the, the game ecosystem um, and we look for you know, founders with unique insights into why the IP they're creating at this moment in time can leverage the cloud, mobile, global distribution with new fundamental economics that not only are allowing users to spend money in the game, but earn money in those games as well. And so that's kind of the, the broad strokes of, of how we look at investing in the gaming ecosystem. Now, I was reading an article and you said before that you want to meet a founder who can see a trend and has the knowledge, network and ability to execute on their vision. Um, can you talk to me about an investment that you made, um, whether it was in gaming, sports, or fitness, where the operator had, you know, a unique vision about what the future looked like that caused you to want to invest, and you ultimately probably did invest? Yeah, so it's a really good um, company here in New York. Um, they're based in Brooklyn. It's called Players Lounge. Um, Austin um, is a phenomenal uh, founder. You know, he created a gaming platform that allows you to connect with somebody else in the network and play them in a console game or a PC game 
Um, so I can challenge you to a game of Madden, or I can challenge you to a game of FIFA, uh, 2K, Fortnite. I'll put up 10 bucks, you put up 10 bucks. You know, the winner takes 18, the house takes their 10% cut on that transaction. You know, that, you know, four or five years ago, people have been like, that's crazy. I'm gonna, you know, but we did it in the dorm room in college. Like we sat down and we had consoles and I'm like, I'll play you like, loser buys a 40. Like this is yeah. where we are, right? <laughs> and, and now you can do it. And, and I always say when people ask me about Players Lounge, I'm like, Austin was a hustler. Like he was going and setting up game nights in bars in Brooklyn. He's like, oh, you got a trivia night on Monday night? Like I cannot bring in a group of a FIFA meetup group and connect the consoles and have them come in and play. I'll guarantee you have foot traffic on a night that would be light for you normally. And they're gonna drink and spend money. I'm gonna get this. And then it's like, why am I doing this in person? I can do this online and created a platform behind that. But it was the vision of taking something saying like, people like playing games for real money, right? Like Vegas exists for a reason. Um, the, you know, the lotto in the US, $90 billion a year. People like to play games for money. It's a natural part of what we do. And you see that with the regulatory environment shifting, you know, uh, New Jersey just hit a billion dollars in wagers. One state, billion dollars wow. in wagers in one month, right? So you talk about the amount of value that's going in. And he was like, I'm gonna take it and apply it to console games, right? For hardcore cats who really like to play. And I consider that the new poker night. You used to get together with people, play poker, you hang out with your friends. Now you're just connecting online and you're playing games that you, you normally would. And so for, for real money. And so that's the type of founder, you know, that had a unique insight that was like, oh man, I got this. How do we scale it? How do we execute? Phenomenal investors on the cap table, venture funds, athletes, celebrities, you know, coming in to co-invest alongside. And I think those are the types of investments where it's almost brain dead simple and obvious of like, why isn't this happening? But somebody can see a broader transformation in the market that allows them to scale this to, you know, tens of millions of dollars in revenue. You know, we often talk about uh, founders finding market opportunity to solve problems. Um, I don't necessarily think about creating gaming as like sol a problem solve. Maybe you do, and I I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, like, are there yet still a lot of problems to, to be solved in this, if there are problems, or is this, is this entertainment? Like, how do you position this? Yeah, I mean, we just made an investment in a tools business um, that can take a 2D image and create a 3D asset that can be used in a game or in the metaverse. And so if you look at gaming, you have a 2D artist sketching something out, a 3D artist, you have an animator, right? The process for creating really high quality art, I mean, if you play games nowadays, you see how real, right, the players are. Um, you know, there are, tons of infrastructure and technology business. I mean, we're talking about Microsoft's cloud business in gaming being a $10 billion a year business. You know, the, the lift on the backend infrastructure to power that is an incredible, right? Most people think about Epic Games for Fortnite, right? The Unreal Engine powers most of the console games in the world, right? So they have an incredibly powerful engine. And, you know, I think that's part of the value. Look at Unity, publicly traded games company. It's a game engine for mobile. Um, and so when I think about, you know, problems in the, uh, the ecosystem around gaming, you know, having worked in studios and launched studios before, you have to really understand what it takes to create IP, what it takes to deploy that, to launch games as a service. 
right? All the ugly stuff you don't think about, leaderboards and player matching and, you know, non-player characters having really sophisticated, art, you know, AI uh, behind them so you can interact with them in the game. There's a lot of core tech that goes on there. And so we try to pick off the pieces of the industry and say, okay, where, are there, where is there a huge amount of dollars being spent? What are the biggest technological challenges and who are the right teams to solve those? Oftentimes they come out of studios or they come out of environments like a Riot Games or they come out of an Amazon that's seen, you know, how much games are being powered on their cloud infrastructure. And, um, you know, that's one part of the business. I think the fun and exciting part that people tend to be drawn to is, oh, here's a new game that launched and we love it and we're playing it because they're immersed in the game. But there's so much that goes on <clears throat> behind the do behind the scenes in a studio uh, to pull that off. I've heard, heard you say before that when you take a meeting, you're looking for 10 slides in a demo, right? And um, yeah. what are the top three slides you're lasering in on? Team is always first. Um, you know, we invest at the earliest stages of a business. I've been a founder three times over. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. <laughs> it really is. Like running a successful startup, and I've only done it one out of three tries, so yeah. <laughs> speak from experience of failure here, um, that, that it's really challenging. So team is always first. Team can be repeat founders. Teams can be individuals who have domain expertise that's outsized um, in a unique perspective like we talked about. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant 
the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Tam is the other one, right? Like, what is the total addressable market that you're going after? Um, you know, if you're launching a game only in New Zealand, I'm probably not your guy. You know, like, it's just too small of a market. You know, we have to return, you know, our fund to $55 million three times over, right? So I'm looking for a big market. We're going to inevitably own 10% of that company, you know, so that means you got to be a $500 million outcome. There has to be a massive market there. Um, you know, and I think those are the top two. If I were to think about, uh, you know, a third component at the earliest stages, um, it would probably have to be past experience, right? Like what allows you to pull this off, right? Whether it's, you see a lot of people hiring out of Facebook and Google because they think there are companies that have, you know, do it well, or you see them come out of a successful startup. Like your track record, and we invest in first time founders, but track record to me is not necessarily a determinant of future success, but it's a ingredient in the overall recipe that allows you to pull off what is inevitably an incredibly challenging feat. What are some of those indicators as a first time founder that you might fund that says your path, you know, gives you validity with regards to, you know, you can do this thing. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, I refer to it a lot as, um, you know, founder company fit, right? So I came out of working in mobile and then I worked in gaming. And my first company was in mobile gaming. <laughs> like, you know, I hadn't done a startup, but I'd spent years at Microsoft. I'd worked at a bunch of startups and I was a key contributor, right? Like some people tell me, oh, I came out of Facebook. Like, you were the 18,000th employee working on like a non-meaningful product. But like, were you the lead designer on IG? Like that's different, right? And so you kind of have to know what somebody is really doing. Um, <clears throat> and that's where if you're a first time founder, it's like, what is that unique insight? Right? You might be at a company like a Salesforce and say, we do these three things really well, but there's a part over here that everybody's ignoring. And because we're generating billions, that can be a hundred million dollar revenue run rate business. That can get us to a billion dollar valuation. Like I'm gonna pick this piece off and this is why, and this is the, the platform that I've worked on. Um, so that's, you know, we look for those, like what are the unique insights you have 
what is your expertise and your network, your insight that allows you to, to, to see around the corner that nobody else has seen. And if you have that, then you then have to surround themselves. Like being a great found, like the journey of a founder and a first time founder, everybody's a first time founder at some point in time. And so what you look for is somebody who's highly coachable because you can, you know, think about the, and this is a sports analogy, but the NFL combine, you might be able to jump really high. You might be able to bench a lot. You might be able to, you know, max out on your reps, but are you going to be great team leader? Are you going to be able to read defenses? Like what is your intuition? And so everything that we do, there's an art and a science to it. And so when I think about founders, you might be a great product person, you might be a great salesperson, um, you might have a unique insight, but there's a ton about leading a business you don't know. So you can be a great founder and a great entrepreneur without being a great CEO. And the journey that someone's willing to go on during this process is how do you go from a good founder or a great founder to a great CEO? And we've seen the biggest companies in the world, the best companies in the world, their CEOs mature, right? Zuck couldn't get on stage at one point in time and give a presentation. It's fine now. Gates, same thing, right? Um, Bezos, he knew when to call it a day and transition off to a chairman role and leave as CEO, right? And so they went from great founders to becoming great CEOs. And that's a path and a journey that, that, that takes years of, you know, refining. And so, so I look at coachability as one of the key factors for us. If somebody's a first-time founder, that they're willing to learn, that they have a, that they want to get better at this craft. They just don't want to win in the business, right? They they actually have business goals that they want yeah. to, to to get to, and they understand that the personal growth and development leads them towards that as well. You know, you're also a founder, as you mentioned, um, and you're somewhat, you know, I would say married to particular verticals, you know, sports, gaming, you know, media, fitness. Um, what unique value? do you believe you provide founders in these spaces? Because, you know, again, you're also a founder. But as a yeah. VC, what value do um, you provide? Yeah. So every founder is great at something and there's areas of improvement. And I was no different. And so what I try to work with founders on is where do you need help? Like, what, what are the things, right? Like, I, I hope in many of the cases that I'm not just a, tactical component and another piece on the chessboard that they move around to help accelerate the business. That's the case many times, and that's fine. We play that role. But, you know, how do you build a good company culture, right? Like, what does that mean for you? What are the values and the guiding lights and the principles that you're driving your organization towards? Like, people don't think about that. They're just like, I need to hire for a role. <laughs> I need to fill a body. I need an engineer. I need a designer. I need a product manager. I need somebody who's really good at user acquisition and like run. But what are the principles and the guiding lights behind that, right? Um, in my third company, everybody's salary was known by everybody else. It's 100% transparent. Everybody's equity ownership was transparent. Every decision, every meeting we had, everybody knew everything. And we fostered, there, there was no jealousy. <laughs> There was no who's making more, why. It was all benchmarked. It was all standard performance. And so, you know, PTO, do you have unlimited vacation policy? Why? How do you make sure you don't suffer burnout? What are you doing? Like, there's so many things that we try to work with founders on 
to create a better company because oftentimes we're so focused on the product, the sales, the outcomes, that if you ignore the underlying components of the business, you're building a house of cards that's going to crumble at some point in time. So, you know, that's from a founder perspective, you know, how do you negotiate M&A deals? I worked in M&A before, right? Like what are valuations? What are standard benchmarks? Like we talk to publicly traded companies. We talk to private companies. We talk to hedge funds. We talk to other startups in the ecosystem, knowledge sharing, um, expertise. Our LPs are all strategic to us. Public companies, high net worth individuals, they're pro team owners, whatever deals we're doing, we wanna be able to bring value from ourselves and from our network, our investors, and that comprehensive package, hopefully as a board member or a board observer, oftentimes if we don't take the board seat, will add value. And so we try to do it on a personal level, we try to do it in the fund level. We work really hard for and with our founders. We consider ourselves part of the extended team and whatever we need to do that we can to support that business, we spend time. My entire Friday is always dedicated to my portfolio. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. A special thank you to Micah Davis, Adam Sims, and Sakara Zavanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. The video version of this episode will drop to Black Tech Green Money on YouTube, so tap in. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. Hey, also the first Black Effect Podcast Festival is happening Sunday, August 28th in Brooklyn, New York. Tickets are available right now at blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival and live podcasts will be on stage from your favorite show. You get to be in the audience. We get to do our thing on the stage. I'm so excited for this. It's the first time I've ever been able to do this in front of a live audience. So please be in the crowd, be in the audience, clap when it's appropriate. Ooh, and ah, when it's appropriate. <laughs> Come check us out. Horrible Decisions is going to be there. 85 South Show is going to be there. All the Smokes is going to be there. Get your tickets today at blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival. We in the house. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.